Hi, Taylor. You ready to glunt? Yeah. <laughs> Tonight we loaded this glunt with three different strains. I think it's going to kick off with the pink Prosecco. Oh, yeah. Pink Prosecco. The blueberry. Oh, wait. The blueberry cookies was last. Blueberry cookies last. And. That was in the middle, too, though. Key lime cupcake. Didn't you do two layers of blueberry cookies? Nah. Oh, okay. Nope, I did one, two, and three. Oh, very good. I see the lines. This is going to be a beautiful glunt smokage because of all the good colors. We're going to be high, and we've been gone a while. Lindsay went to awesome Egypt for a long time. <laughs> it felt like it a long time. It was a long time. Well, it was, only, it was actually only like seven or eight days in Egypt when we went to Dubai and London, too, which was a lot of fun. I got some fancy, got some fancy cigarettes for Taylor in Dubai. They're rainbow colored, and they ended up being a hit on the entire trip. And I was just giving people. My mom bought a carton of these fancy pants cigarettes, and I was just giving people um, packs of cigarettes the whole time because they would have bummed all, bum all my cigarettes. Because you know. <laughs> When there's a smoker around, everybody turns into a smoker. Yep. But nobody ever has cigarettes, and they always have to bum one off of you, and then they judge you for being a smoker 90% of the other time. <laughs> Truth. Sorry, I did the glunt. I think that's one of the bad parts of going out drinking. Yes. And stuff is that everybody always wants cigarettes when you're going out drinking. That's true. I was that person last weekend that I went out, though. But people were just <laughs> handing me cigarettes. I wasn't even asking anymore. They were just like, here, here. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. Too many drinks. That's what happens. And then you wake up the next morning and you can't really breathe because, like, who knows? Yeah, it was... You're just con con constantly smoking cigarettes. This tastes so good. Mm-hmm. <coughs> we didn't do our due diligence by looking up info about any of these strains or anything. No, we didn't. My phone's on batteries, so it's on airplane mode right now. It's fine, though. We're kind of going... Yeah, you can Google it. We're winging it tonight. Mm-hmm. As well, we just wanted to get one out there. We're going to talk about my vacation a little bit, because it was a really interesting thing to do. Actually, fun. I came back with um, a couple of papyrus scrolls, and this was actually a really meaningful trip to me. And so, one of my first orders of business was going to get my papyrus framed. And then I found out it was going to be like $700 to get my papyrus, and I got a leather painting from Chichen Itza as well. And it was like $700 to get all three of them framed. And so I told my mom, buy me this for Christmas. I already, already did this, so buy me this for Christmas. And my mom was like, I'm not buying you that for Christmas. You have to pay for that yourself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm still doing this. I'll figure it out. And then just last night, I asked my husband's mom... Um, she wanted to know what I wanted for Christmas, and I basically told her that I had papyrus um, 
framed and I needed her to pay for it because my mom wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) And she was just, and she was like, what the fuck's on papyrus? And I was like, I fucking went to Egypt. Where She didn't know I went to Egypt. Katie didn't tell her even though I wasn't home for like two weeks. He just like never told her that I was in Egypt. What? And she, who, she doesn't even like, wait, she lives in Ohio, and she doesn't even like to travel, like, two hours to go to Amish country. She's, like, totally a homebody, right? And she was just like, man, I wish I would have gone with you. Oh. Which was one of the craziest things, like, ever, because she really is a super homebody. But it's Egypt. Who wouldn't want to go? Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like a lot of people wouldn't want to go, because it's actually, like, kind of scary, but, like... I'm totally a history buff, and so it was good. But, like, you know, the safety stuff, we actually went to this place. That's not the first thing I'm going to talk about on this podcast, actually. <laughs> I'll get into that later, because I don't want to scare the people. <laughs> um, Tell us about the cool stuff. Like, what, like, really... Do you have a liner? Yeah. This thing... Okay, the cool stuff. Well, I think. Here, no, no, no. I use... need freedom. <laughs> Dude, look what this looks like on here. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. I get the point of that. <laughs> I just. Um. It must have been your perfect angle and perfect volume of that. It was just crazy. Oh, the cool stuff we saw. We saw a lot of cool... One of the coolest things we, like... And we got in, like, kind of late at night and had to take a bus to our hotel the first night. And... There... And everyone on the bus was like, Oh, the pyramids are right there. And, like... We looked and it was just darkness because, like, you're in, there's not even like a lot of lights, mm-hmm. right? And so we're like, oh, yeah, the pyramid's like right there. The pyramid was literally across the street from our hotel, and like, we probably couldn't see it because it was so massive. Oh <laughs> my gosh. And like, and we saw like what it was like in the morning, and we literally we walked out from our hotel and we had a, there was a pool with like a bar in the middle of it. And then you look right past it, and there's this big fucking pyramid Uh, in the background. That's amazing. It was amazing. And the pyramids, honestly, weren't even one of the most epic things. It was super cool, though. Yeah, yeah. They still let you climb the pyramids. Um, The Giza ones, right? Mm -hmm. They're actually going to stop next year, I think. They're going to stop letting people climb on national monuments. Which, Mom and I missed Chichen Itza by literally two days. On the first of the year, they stopped letting people climb national monuments. And my mom and I went to Chichen Itza on January 2nd. Nice. And so we couldn't fucking climb it. And so we literally missed by one day. Oh, I thought you were saying you made it. Oh, no, we didn't make it. But we got to climb on the pyramids, which is very cool to me. And we were... We got to, like, wander around temples, just, like, being the only people there in these massive temples with col- which, with columns that are, like, three, four, five stories high. And you just get to, like, wander around them and take pictures. 
the temples were the best part. Yeah, I bet. Oh, the other thing that was really cool, this is actually really interesting. We went to um, Saqqara. It's that... Um, so it's called the Pyramid of Dozer. It's what the oldest pyramid they have, actually. But it kind of it looks like it's a step pyramid. And so instead of being a smooth pyramid like you think of, this pyramid's actually pretty famous. And, like, if you saw a picture of it, you totally recognize it. Um, but it's a step pyramid. They just found a new tomb there from one of the first... Like, literally just in the last week, the... Museum of Antiquities announced this. They found a brand new tomb underneath that step pyramid. That's and cool. what that like nobody had ransacked yet. Every basically the only tomb they've ever found that hasn't been ransacked is King Tut's tomb. They even like they have 300 mummies. They've found those mummies like in the middle of the desert randomly. Like they they don't even find mummies in their tomb when they can figure out who it is. Yeah. They're literally now using DNA testing with some stuff. Like they found a tooth of somebody in a box that had the name on it. They DNA tested the tooth to match it to one of their mummies. Uh, wow. Because they just found her in the middle of the desert somewhere. Yeah. You don't really, you don't think about that. Yeah. It's still going. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that half probably isn't going because of... Because of where the metal's at. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, it's only half lit. Yeah, there's a reason for that. <clears throat> that set pyramid was cool. We got to go into some tomb. We got to go into a bunch of tombs at Saqqara too. And there was still like painting on the hieroglyphics in That's the amazing. tombs, which is I saw that on the really cool. pyramid, the each the show about Egypt mm -hmm. that I was watching. They were talking about the paint that's still on a lot of it. Mm-hmm. That's what we actually saw. We're I can't at imagine seeing it in person. Which one? Oh, cool. It'd just be so cool just to see it. It's really like you don't even imagine. You can't even imagine the colors they used. We went to this temple called Komombo, and you just look up, and it was like the night sky like it was just like dark blue and I actually was in awe of all the colors that they used because, because they had especially to make the blues yeah they had to make them and blue is as a color is one of the hardest colors to make in nature and so like even today we only well they just found a new a new blue coloring but before that there was only one <laughs> That could be, like, used in things yeah. to turn blue, and you just have to, like, mix it with other things yeah. to turn in other colors. But, yeah, it was things like that that were really interesting. They said they used minerals to paint, and that's why they used, um, they mixed minerals in with papyrus glue. So they make papyrus, they make these sheets, and then they put water over it, mm -hmm. and then it... 
I watch them make it, but I don't really know. It, like, leeches something out of the papyrus to make it turn to paper, but whatever's left over is, like, gummy uh -huh. a little bit. And yeah. that's what they would add color to that and paint all of these things, and that's why they think it was so able to last these thousands of years. We went on, oh, this is, we went to Athena's temple. Oh, this is something that I want to say. First off, I don't know if any of you play video games, but I felt like I was in Call of Duty, like Black Ops with some of the towns we were in. Not because of the guns or anything, just because of what they looked like. I actually took a picture and sent it to my husband, and I was like, I'm in the favela, because that was always a joke that we had. <clears throat> but, like, you pull up to these towns, and you almost think it's a joke that there's prayer all the time, but you literally, we were taking a cruise down the Nile, and you literally, before you even see the town, you just hear, like, prayer, which we don't know what they're saying, because it's an Arabic prayer, yeah. right? And so... And, like, you just hear the sound. We spent a lot of time on the roof of the Nile cruise drinking. Mm -hmm. We were, like, the only ones doing that. <laughs> um, on the entire cruise we were on, there was probably, like, 100 people Dang. on the cruise. And, like, it was me and my mom and my friend Erin. <laughs> and, actually, the tour lady and a couple of my mom's friends hung out with us, but, like, you could always find us three girls on the top of the cruise. But anyways, you're just, like, standing there, and all of a sudden you just hear prayer, and then you, like, come around a bend, and there's just this huge city, and there's just prayer just blasting to the air. Wow. It really... It was crazy because I kind of thought that was an urban legend type of thing, but it really, like, the five times a day, and we would be, like walking through town doing something and all of a sudden it just comes blaring through the louds. Some places pray all the time, some mm -hmm. places only pray at the designated times. And so you'll be like walking through and then all of a sudden it all just starts blaring just from every, it comes from everywhere. There's not even like a loudspeaker that you can identify. It's just like happening everywhere all at once. Crazy. And like you walk by stuff and then there's the... Like the area, the prayer area over there. It was really, it was really cool and interesting to see, mm -hmm. actually. Like I said, I always thought that was, and I don't mean that to be offensive, really. I just, I always kind of thought that was an urban legend. Yeah. We did, we went somewhere. We went to the car, we went to the pyramids. Oh, we saw the Sphinx. Oh, cool. Too. See, those were like, we were seriously, we we're seriously doing like 10 things a day. Oh, like, bet. it was really excessive. Everyone, that's why everyone in our group was exhausted and like we were running on adrenaline and boost. <laughs> like, the, the three of us, we were literally, we were staying up until 3 a.m. every night and then waking up at 6 a.m. to do sunrise yoga. Because who wouldn't do sunrise yoga? Right 
overlooking, we did overlooking the pyramids one day. Yeah. We did it on the top of a Nile cruise ship for when we were on the cruise. Like, who wouldn't do that? Yeah, exactly. And it was us drunkies, and which, like, we were usually still drunk by the time. We actually had a lot of that we would, like, sit in the back because we couldn't balance because we were still drunk from the night before, and we were doing, like, yoga on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a really big cruise ship. Yeah. Um, like yeah, we, it was us drunkies amazing. and, like, four or five other people that showed up to do yoga, and there was, like, 21 ladies on the on this trip. <clears throat> I wouldn't have missed sunrise yoga for the world, though. Seriously. <coughs> That's what... Shout out to Elizabeth... <coughs> She'll probably be listening to this. She actually wants to come on our podcast to talk about it. Yoga? To talk no, talk about the trip. Oh. Nice. Mm-hmm. I told her I was gonna try to figure out how to do it. <laughs> I've been really bu- I haven't she texted me a couple of times. I've been super busy and haven't gone back to her. Yeah. We've almost killed the whole plant once. That was. I know. Might as well, Jeez. though. I know. It's Friday night. I know. What else do we have to do? Just get rid of some weed carrot cake over here. It is weed cake. I wasn't sure. I was just like, no, you can't no, grab I mean, that, That's why I told her it didn't have sugar in it. She knows better, though. <sighs> she usually asks, especially when you bring it. <laughs> yeah. Because she knows you make all the adult desserts. I do make all the adult desserts. Um, oh, yeah, what else? Oh, I got to dip my feet in the Nile. We were, oh, my God, I was going to talk about the hash, man. Oh, yeah. So we also got, like, I didn't bring anything with me. There was actually a couple of girls on our trip who did bring things from the States, and I was, like, they were, like, vape pen cartridges or whatever, and I was, like, I don't. I don't bring that. I was, I don't need that. I can go a few days without smoking, right? Um, but I also thought it would be really cool to get some reefer in Egypt. Yeah. Right? Duh, if you can. Duh, right? That's like, it's like the original. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I guess hash actually originated in Morocco, not Egypt. But like, still, it's more original than like what we smoke in here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is my tour of hash. So we were in Aswan and we went to, they have a dam that kills all the Nile crocodiles, which is why we didn't see any Nile crocodiles. Mm. Um, they get killed in the turbines of the dam, but apparently south of the dam is riddled in the Nile crocodiles. Okay. So we were in this town called Aswan and we happened upon some hashish. And they were like, this is the best hash in Aswan. And they gave us, like, a gum wrapper uh-huh. filled with hash. It was even, like, nicely wrapped and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, here, this is the best hash. So, like, we don't have anything to smoke out of. I'm the only smoker. Like, I was literally the only one who had cigarettes in my group. Yeah. And <clears throat> now we needed to smoke some hash. And so we're, like, 
rolling out cigarettes. We make we're making these super cigarettes with just like chunks of hash in there, <laughs> right? So <clears throat> we smoke this hash and it was okay. Like I got high, it was fine. Um, but it was nothing to write home about. And yeah. it's just like some finger hash, right? It's mm -hmm. not like BHO or anything. It's like the only usable part of the plants that they can grow there because they don't really have buds and stuff. Yeah. Right. And so it's just, just some good old fashioned finger hash. And then we went to Luxor and also what happened upon some more hash in Luxor. So we were smoking that Aswan hash for like two days and then we go Luxor, and we happen upon some Luxor hash, and we're like, hell yeah, like, we're doing a tour of hash in Egypt, and we smoke the Luxor hash. We are high as kites for, like, six, seven, eight hours. We were basically, our tour guide told us that we were getting the entire city high because we were just sitting on top of our Nile cruise. We were docked in Luxor and we were just sitting on top of the cruise just smoking. The waiters knew we were smoking hash. We like went to some restaurant and we're just, we were like a group of like five ladies smoking a hash joint outside of this like fancy restaurant in the middle of some, in the middle of Cairo somewhere. Like oh it was really... It was super funny, and, like, everyone knew we were smoking hash. Like, all of these people were walking by us on the street, like, we're a bunch of Americans smoking hash. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, everyone's just, like, laughing at, like, the guys were just passing by just laughing at us, and, like, it was so awesome. We were getting everyone high with, like shotgun hit it was so good we were getting pe people were just like shotgunning hits off of us oh and we're gosh. like getting contact high our waiters we ended up been making friends with a waiter and we gave him the rest of our hash <laughs> at the end because they were all standing there giggling at us like yeah. when we were just sitting at a table smoking it and we were just doing we're just doing it yeah like it was nothing like we were smoking cigarettes and like everyone thought it was fucking hilarious and it was <laughs> awesome and I just felt like it was so fucking cool to yeah, have some original kidding. hash and that Luxor hash is the best shit I've ever smoked. If you go Luxor you try to find some hash. <laughs> um, that was seriously the best shit I've ever smoked in my life. I have never still been high as a kite like six, seven hours later. Yeah. We smoked like a half gram of it and then had to go get on an airplane and never have I been like, I'm so high, I can't do this, on a serious note. Like, sometimes I might say it jokingly, yeah. but, like, I've never had it seriously happen to me that I can't, like, snap into it and accomplish whatever I need to accomplish, even though I'm high as a kite. I was literally like, I don't know if I can do this airport. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely understand that. Mm -mm. I mean, I've never been to the airport that high, but I don't. I wouldn't want to. The I wouldn't want to go too high. Well, there's like a bajillion security checkpoints in Egypt. All like everywhere you go, there's security checkpoints. We were like going, we were going to these tourist attractions, and you have to send your bag through a scanner, and you have to walk through a metal detector. Because they actually have a problem with terrorist attacks at the historical sites specifically it was really crazy so we ended up my friend Aaron and I 
and my mom and a couple other people also um, ended up having this like really crazy like touching spiritual eye-opening experience um, and we ended up spending so much time at these sites and these sites would just like bring tears to my eyes and I could just wander around for I could have stayed there forever I literally I came home and I still feel like it felt like home mm -hmm. there even though it was fucking across the world it's so weird but we were spending a ton of time in um, like all of these places we were the last ones out and we go to this one place and it's like hot I had lost my sunglasses to the Nile and I forgot my oh and I had lost my hat too I just I spent a week being drunk like just stuff <laughs> happens right <laughs> And, and smoking really good hash, and so I just fucking lost my life. <laughs> and, um, we went to this, we were at this, um, temple, and it was actually a temple of Queen Hatshepsut, who was the first female pharaoh mm -hmm. in Egypt, and it was supposed to be this, like, really cool thing that we did as a, like, we're all there, we're a bunch of, like, strong ladies there in this group doing this and we're gonna like enjoy this place and I just like wanted to leave so bad and like Aaron just like wanted to leave so bad and then we leave and we found out there's a fucking terrorist attack there like 20 years ago oh. in 1996 there was a terrorist attack there and we actually had another lady who was on our trip who was seeing things and like I said it was a weird um interesting insightful trip but like she was having visions and stuff and she actually left after about 20 minutes of being in this giant temple and this is how we all found out she left and she was like I just feel negativity in here and our tour guide was like, yeah, that's because, like, 77 people died here in 1996 in a terrorist attack. Dang. Mm-hmm. The Somalians climbed a cliff, and it's literally built into the side of a cliff. Yeah. This place. And the Somalians climbed to the other side of a cliff and then just threw bombs down on the tourists and then, like, <clears throat> repelled them and started <clears throat> shooting people. Mm. Assassinating people. In, like, 1996, they actually told us that it impacted tourism for seven years in Egypt. Wow. And they're hoping the Arab Spring doesn't have that same effect because that almost ruined... That almost ruined the country. Yeah. And you don't, you don't realize how much these other countries rely on tourism either. Even, like, Costa Rica and, like, Mexico. Like, tourism dollars is the big dollars and, like... That's not really how it is in the United States. Yeah. I mean, tourism is a little bit, but, like, in some towns more than others. Yeah. But that's not where the big money's coming from in our country. Yeah. Whereas in other countries, it, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we were... Oh, my God. Everything was so cheap there. We spent... We did so much stuff, and we spent, like... And we bought so much stuff, and we spent, like, $100. <coughs> My mom and I. That's like ridiculous. We were. Yeah, that's crazy. There's. <clears throat> we bought booze, so it's hard to find booze there for anybody who goes. It's pretty hard to find booze there. Um, 
we went to, we stocked up on booze at the duty free before we left. And so we all got one bottle of booze because that's what we could enter the country with. And um, so we were just buying like juice, like juices, right? <clears throat> like soda and just putting you booze in with like it. It's hard by the end because it's like kind of loose. Yeah, totally. Um, and like, so, and like a can of soda was like five cents. Seriously. That's like how cheap it, that's like how cheap stuff was there. That's crazy. I know. It also makes me really mad about inflation, though, yeah. all the time. But they actually have government set, they have a government set exchange rate. So instead of... How it's all kind of fluid with the price of gold, all the, all the exchange rates and how much money is worth. Egyptian government sets it. It is eighteen point seven five Egyptian dollars per one U.S. dollar. It's not like today it's eighteen seventy five and tomorrow it's eighteen twenty four and the next day it's ten thousand. Like that's <clears throat> all that African currency. Currency exchange is one of my interests on the DL. Those African currencies are super volatile. Like the Zimbabwean dollar. One day, like there would be like 3 million Zimbabwean dollars to 1 US dollar. And then literally the next day, it would be like 1,700. And then the next day, it would be like 500,000. And like, how do you figure that out? Like, how do you figure out how to use your money if your exchange rate is that fluid? Yeah, that's crazy. That's why they said it. That's why Egypt said it. As that. That's wild. That's <clears throat> Zimbabwean dollar. That used to be my favorite to watch. I loved watching the Zimbabwean dollar. <laughs> I don't know anything about currency markets. I'm not going to pretend I do. <laughs> I'm a nerd, whatever. No, that's okay. <laughs> Be nerdy. I'm just saying I can't contribute to that. I don't know. <coughs> this is where you educate me. Mm-hmm. We hitting the end of the glut. Yeah, we are. I've been smoking that for like half an hour. We hit really? the end of the glut. Whatever. We should smoke this glut more often. I know, right? <laughs> Agreed. I kind of don't even mind that it goes out because it's so strong that you kind of just like slowly it's pass strong. it back and forth. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys, the glint is worth an investment if you like <laughs> smoking with friends. I'm just saying. It's beautiful. It's easy. Mm-hmm. If you the don't know, the glint just means glass blunt. Yeah. <clears throat> the glass blunt. There's a picture of it on our Instagram. Strain O Consciousness. It's a long one. I should probably just one. name it Strain OC, huh? <clears throat> I don't know how those Instagram names work. It just makes it easier for people to find it. Mm. I'm down. I just did that because it was already taken. Oh no, I think I don't want to write it. I think Twitter is, is strain really underscore OC. Yeah. 
I think you're right, but I haven't been on Twitter in a long time. Me too. <laughs> I got really sick I just of don't have anything, the like, there's a few <laughs> things that I would check on Twitter, but nothing regularly, and I already have enough social media, like, Instagram's enough, and I try and stay off of that nowadays, too. That trip, because I literally... Mostly. I didn't have my phone for the whole time. I didn't put on international calling. I was like, if you guys need me, call my mom or email my <clears throat> friend Trish, who was on the trip with me also. Um, and I was like, email one of them. They'll get a hold of me. I'm not putting my phone on international calling. I, like, didn't even have my phone on me at all. I got so out of the habit of just, like, doing stuff, doing that kind of stuff. And I came back, and I just can't. Good. And I'm just even like paying attention to like the news and what's happening. I'm just like, gosh, I don't even. I can't pay attention to the news anyways, but. I want to. I try to be informed like a little bit at least. I would <laughs> like to be informed, but when I did try to be informed a little bit, it was just too much for me. Mm. Like, it just like caused too much anxiety and that kind of stuff. And I just, I've already got, I've already got too much going on in my head. I listen to good stuff. Do you want to hear something that is very interesting <clears throat> that is happening right now in the FDA? Sure, let's hear it. Okay. Have you heard about the LaCroix lawsuit? Yes. Okay. It's about the terpenes. Yeah, it's yep. about the terpenes. So because something else. Because people are claiming that. that it's in like roach it is. and stuff too, but it's because it's. Like, it's because it's in a track. Yeah. It's terpenes. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, what's happening, LaCroix, Taylor gave a little, the synopsis of it, but LaCroix is getting sued by some public health people, not, it's like a private place, um, because they have harmful materials in their water, which their harmful materials are terpenes, like literally essential oils. <clears throat> so, the um, FDA evaluated a bunch of this stuff, and they actually have this list called the Generally Recognized as Safe List, GRASS for short. Um, because of this, they end up taking off a bunch of terpenes from the Generally Recognized as Safe List, including Pugilone, Myrcene, um... Oh, there was a couple other cannabis terpenes that were, yeah the limonene definitely and the linalol and the limonene as Taylor said they're they're saying that the limonene gets or the linalol I'm not sure which one gets used in roach killer and like it probably does but these are just like oils and they're an attractant like linalol is what you smell in the flowers mm -hmm. like in all flowers like that's why I hate stargazer lilies because the linalol. Um, and lemonines and like every oranges, and lavender, limes, and you don't like yeah, and I don't like lavender, and that's a bunch of the the linalol. And so they're taking, they took these things off the generally recognized as safe list. So now you're not allowed to use them as additives and, and stuff. Another thing that happened recently is oh, and I think that. But why can't they just know anything about terpenes and know that they're not? 
harmful. They are harmful. Terpenes are very harmful. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh, they decompose into benzene, yo. <laughs> like, terpenes are so harmful. Not in these, like, tiny levels that are in, like, flour, but when you get into these people who are putting, like, 12% terpenes in cartridges, that is fucking harmful because you don't need to intake that much. You only need a little, little bit. That is why I don't buy cartridges, real or fake terpenes. It's because they put some retarded amount back in there. Yeah. And it actually really is harmful. There's like some, like 1% of terpenes, because it's all burning as chemical decomposition, yeah. right? So like 1% of the byproduct turns into benzene. Straight up, and benzene is one of the worst carcinogens that the public has access to. So ter terpenes are not harmless, actually. Mm. Smoking them at least. Yeah. You can totally put like put them right on a lot not all of them. <laughs> but you can like put some of them right on your skin and it's fine. Yeah. That's why I pay attention to these things though, because I think it's only a matter of time before things like this trickle down to the cannabis industry because I don't know how you can have like these exact same products in all of these different places. Still, one of the reasons they allowed terpenes in these products in general was because they were on the generally recognized as safe list. Yeah. Is why they didn't like let them do that in the first place. You really only need like they actually did a study, <clears throat> I think Portland State did a study that like anything over <clears throat> Like, 3% terpenes is actually worse for the carcinogens involved. So, like, hash, they said, like, hash is way worse than flour. And then, like, those cartridges are one of the worst to do because it's such a high percent. Yeah. Anyways, I've always felt this way about, because I've, I've known, like, this is not... These are not a reinventing the wheel thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But but on a serious note, like, terpenes and, like, terp, the 2% or whatever of terpenes and cannabis is, like, not going to hurt you. And they are totally beneficial. Yeah. You just have to watch out. Because, like, you don't know what those things decompose into. And there's actually some things, there's a lot of these, because we get, like, pure ones, right? And it's, like... Do not inhale. Do not put on skin. Do not whatever. Like, they're highly toxic. And yeah. so there's, like, all these terrible warnings on them. Because they're pure, too, though, totally. right? We're getting, like, you know, 100% caryophylline or whatever. Like, caryophylline crystals or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but so the other thing that's happening... <coughs> I'm pretty sure it's the tobacco lobby, <coughs> but they've been waging war on those e-cigs, like the jewel pens specifically, I think. Oh, I think I saw something about this. And just, I think it was earlier today or just yesterday, um, the FDA ruled you can no longer have any flavorings in yeah. your e-cigs. You're only allowed mint, menthol, and tobacco flavored because there's such a problem with kids yeah. wanting to smoke those. Yeah. I thought that was actually really interesting, too. And I think that, too, might be something that will happen that is worth paying attention to in the future.
Yeah. But again, why do all the adults have to suffer when parents could just be like, hey kids, stop smoking these vapes. How are they even buying them? They should have to be the same age you'd have to be to buy cigarettes. Do you remember like getting booze when you're... Yeah, but that's the thing. Exactly. So if these regulations aren't on booze and they aren't on everything it's just Mm -hmm. like them taking gummies and candies away from thc Mm -hmm. products because it's too kid friendly it's like no it's on the parents to parent their kids Mm -hmm. okay they're still going to get a hold of cigarettes they're still going to get a hold of booze they're still going to get a hold of weed like Mm -hmm. they're still going to get a hold of their e-cigs if they want them whether there's flavors or not Mm -hmm. but like why do the grown-ups have to suffer what if grown-ups want their e-cigs and they want their flavors, too? Mm-hmm. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, they want their yeah, chewy edibles and they want their hard candies. Mm-hmm. And if they're responsible parents, no, and all I the packaging says not for kids and all that shit, you know. Just fucking keep it in your room or something. Yeah, like, it's, just, it's just bullshit. I just yeah. think the regulations are weird. Yeah. They're, I, well, and you know, they make all this stuff, but I would be willing to say. promote e-cigs either, because fuck that too. Yeah. <laughs> to be really honest, I really don't give a damn about e-cigs. I'm just sick and tired of these kinds of regulations. Well, and I have a problem yeah. with, like, over-regulating too. Yeah. Because, like, will you show me how much of an issue this actually is? Yeah. Like, I'm not even sure that this is an actual issue exactly. that you're looking into. Like, I'm not even sure kids using e-cigs, just as an example, like, is an actual issue. Yeah. Like, are you telling me that, like... Because sometimes they're like, oh, my God, there's a significant increase, and it increased from, like, 1% to, like, 1.1%. <laughs> and you're like, that's not a lot, and I don't think this is a problem. Yeah. Like, this whole war on opioids, too, you know, I feel... This is... It's the same kind of thing, right? There's, like, a couple of people who ruined it for everybody, and they actually came out with... So, they have been having this war on opioids for a few years. They did this huge study and found that over 99% of people use their opioids as prescribed. And so, it's literally, like... That 1% of people and, like, doctors who are just prescribing things to whatever people were coming in. And so it was literally just this, like, very small group of people that ruined it for everybody. And I can't get any fucking Percocet when you have a broken rib. Yeah. I don't know, though. I feel like there's more than 1% that had an issue have... Or do you have? Well, this is, I'm talking. I'm not talking about addiction. I am talking about prescribing opioids, like you going to the going to the doctor and getting them as needed and taking them as prescribed. So, well, yeah. I mean, I barely take them. I have Percocet in my drawer from last year. I have shit from like. <laughs> I seriously have shit from like ten years ago. I got my wisdom teeth pulled out, and I still have Vicodin from when I got my wisdom teeth pulled out. But like, I'm fuck. I broke my rib, and they won't give me anything. So yeah. like, oh, I'll just take two of these because they're ten years old and they're half life. <laughs> but but like, it's it's literally it's impossible. Yeah. And. <clears throat> It's impossible to just get, and even, I don't want anything crazy. 
But so I think you're what you're worth thinking about is more like the people who are addicted to these things yeah, and who yeah, are yeah. buying this on the black market and like that wasn't at all involved in this study. Yeah. Where it, this was literally about prescribing opioids and patients who have prescriptions to opioids. Regular prescriptions to opioids, yeah. I will even say, not one time or whatever. Um and it's just unfortunate when you hear about that. Because, I mean, I know you had an... I have an addict in the family, too, that was addicted to opioids, specifically. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I understand, and I do think that it's a problem. However, I don't think you need to turn into fucking Nazis. And then the FDA just approved a new, stronger prescription opioid than fentanyl. Why do you need that? Why do you yeah. need that if, like, you're taking these, like, small things that didn't do too much? Because even, like... You don't really, you eat some Percocets, but you don't get addicted to Percocets. You get addicted to fucking Oxycontins. You get addicted to, like, morphine, right? Like, Percocets, just a little bit. You don't need to be Nazis, FDA. Mm. Or you could just let people buy some stuff over the counter like they do in other countries. Yeah, that too. Just, I'm not asking for anything. I don't, I don't even think you should have it over the counter. I think that would be bad. Like some muscle relaxers. They sell muscle relaxers, like, in the aisles at Walmart in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) And it works better, like, than, like, ones that are prescribed here. They just want to make all their, the drug companies want to make all their money. Mm-hmm. That is all Welcome Lindsay's Conspiracy Corner about the FDA. Oh man, Conspiracy Corner. I know. Alright. But, I think it's time. I think, think we did good. I, I think, think we that did was a good, good podcast. It was mm-hmm. a good catch up. It was a good storytelling. I loved hearing about all the details of your trip. Mm-hmm. And until next time. Good we'll night. Catch you later. Good night. <laughs>